Dear Zanny, number 32, 22 August 2008. Hey everyone, I am Suzanne, otherwise known as Zanny, and this is the first ever relationship advice style podcast. This is a forum where you can anonymously call in, leave me a voicemail at 678-884-0524 or email me. And you know, I don't really care if you use your real name or a pseudonym. It doesn't bother me. What is interesting to me and I think interesting to those of us that have questions is what your question actually is and something that you may be struggling with. So here we go. Before we get started, let me just remind my listeners that please, anything I offer is for entertainment purposes only and really general in nature. Okay, here's the topic today. Holding your spouse or partner emotional hostage. How many of us have done that? I sure have. Um, It's a very common dynamic relationship pattern to fall trap into. And this is a perfect question, so we got a voicemail, so let's go ahead and play that. Hi, Danny. This is Stephanie from Louisiana. Um, I am having an issue with my spouse. Several years ago, he got us into some financial trouble, and we've worked our way through that. Those issues are now past, but I still have a problem trusting him with our finances. I keep looking over his shoulder, and I just can't seem to let it go and believe that he's on the right track. Um, He thinks that I'm just very controlling, and I need to figure out a way how to get past this. Any help you can give me would be great. Thanks. Stephanie from Louisiana. You know, this is a great, great question. Listen, I'm going to speak again in general terms. You know, when one partner makes a mistake in a relationship, either with finances, drugs or alcohol, infidelity, or some other infraction, the innocent partner, it's a golden opportunity for them to hold this over their head and eventually play out the role of an emotional hostage. What is an emotional hostage? Well, what that looks like, it's when one partner emphasizes their alleged victimization towards the person behind the violation. And the result is the violator yields to the victim's every demand. Okay, Stephanie, so in your case, your husband made some poor financial decisions, which it sounds like resulted in monetary devastation for you guys. But you say you're over it, you've pulled yourself out, and that's you're not experiencing that anymore. It also sounds as if this was maybe a one-time incident. So it's not like he's a compulsive gambler or... Um, something like that. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay, but you still have difficulty holding this, um, holding this energy and being able to let it go because you said you're always looking over his shoulder. Well, okay, how normal is that? Your level of trust in the relationship has been damaged. I get that. That's so normal for one partner to feel apprehensive after the other one has used poor judgment. But... It sounds like you may see yourself, Stephanie, as the victim and your husband as the violator. The scenario then plays out in a classic victim-violator dance. You know, the victim insists that they have no culpability and constantly reminds the violator, this is your fault. You're the one who got us into this situation. 
The violator then, i.e. your husband, is often racked with guilt and remorse and they end up acquiescing to the demands of the person who's playing out the victim role. Now what happens? Well, the cycle for emotional hostage is now firmly established and it's really kind of yucky. It may feel temporarily good to play out the victim role and keep the violator in a place of submission, but you know what? This dynamic eventually backfires. Why? Because the distribution of power in the relationship, it's unbalanced, it's skewed, it's kooky. It's no longer a relationship now. It's almost you're getting into the dominator and the dominatrix. So the violator, your husband, will he's going to eventually get tired of this because you are casting him as the bad guy. Ultimately, what will happen, Stephanie, this is what I predict, is he will rebel. Now, what does that look like? It could be either be overtly or in a passive-aggressive way. So either you guys will have a huge blow-up one day, and he will just open that lid that he's been holding on so tight of all of his aggression towards you for making him the bad guy, and it will come spewing out at you and you'll look at him like, oh my God, where is this coming from? Or another possible scenario is that he could be passive aggressive and just do things to sabotage your relationship because he's he's pretty ticked. Either way, whether this comes out from his end in a passive aggressive stance or overtly, Stephanie, girl, when it comes out, it's going to be ugly. So this is how you may want to avoid that. Here are some suggestions, again, for anybody who recognizes this pattern in your relationship. Here are some thoughts you might want to think about. Number one, ask yourself, is it possible that you're holding your partner emo emotional hostage? Number two, ask yourself, if I am holding my partner emotional hostage, what am I getting from this? Because it's clearly a place of power and control. I'm going to say that again. It's a place of power and control. Number three, talk with your spouse and openly discuss your difficulty in what you said, Stephanie, trusting him with our future finances. Name the number one thing that you need to heal and be concrete. You know, naming it takes, um, it releases a lot of the toxic energy. If you just say, you know, this is what I really need from you. Number four, after identifying what you need to help yourself heal, ask him what he needs to move forward. And you may actually, Stephanie, be pleasantly surprised. Number five, agree to stop checking on everything he does and looking over his shoulder so you can begin to break the cycle of holding him emotional hostage. Number six, and lastly, if you still have difficulty, quote, getting over it, unquote, as you said, you know, a short-term round of therapy might be really good to help you address what this situation still triggers for you. My guess is, is that it would probably go way back to something in childhood where you felt a loss of power and control after maybe being um, duped or your trust was, your trust was broken. That would be my guess. And as always to everyone, remember, awareness of a dysfunctional relationship dynamic is truly the first step in dismantling it. You can do it, Stephanie. I know you can. Good luck, and please let me know how it all works out for you.
Hey, I love to get your voicemails at 678-884-0524. No question is too dumb, too embarrassing, or too out there. So just call me. We've all got issues. We all have questions. You know, let's just share them. And I'd like to share that I also do participate in several other podcasts. One is The DivaCast at thedivacast.com and insightworks.com, I-N-S-Y-T-W-O-R-K-S.com. yourself on my frapper map you guys are out there because I continue to get um, emails from you so please let me know where you are I would love to see that and love to see that fill up and I am getting my newsletter together I working full-time doing the mom and wifey thing it makes a girl tired bye for now by Cast Blaster. Cast Blaster. <laughs> I don't know why that just really cracks me up